We have a bad habit of shortening things. Acronyms replace sentences. Abbreviation is king. Basically, we are so strapped for time that we shorten as much as possible. But sometimes when we do this, we miss a fundamental part of the original message. I'm Kelly, and this is Through the Lens. Today, we're looking at jack-of-all-trades Thomas Young. But does that mean he's a master of none? Join me as we explore the life, work, and legacy of one of history's most influential optical scientists. I'm not quite sure how to categorize Thomas Young. You see, he was part linguist, part professor, part optical scientist, part Egyptologist, and when he was bored, he was a doctor. Maybe it'll be best to start at the beginning and then let you decide. Born to a Quaker family in Milverton, Somerset, England, Thomas Young was the oldest of 10 children. He showed an enthusiasm and aptitude for learning early on, becoming fluent in both Latin and Greek before the age of 10. Once he completed his primary education, he moved on to medical school. He started at St. Bartholomew's, but finished in Germany in 1796. Young had several options in front of him, but decided to open his own practice. And within a few years, he had established it, of course, thanks to an inheritance from an uncle who had passed away. This left Young independently wealthy. The rest of his life was devoted to his passions, experimentation, education, and exploration, all of which we will talk about a little bit later. In 1804, he married Eliza Maxwell, and they were happily married until Young's passing in 1829 from a combination of asthma and cardiac complications. While his life was relatively short, he made major contributions to the areas of optical science and language. Stick around and I'll tell you more about it. It's time for a sidebar. I know I've mentioned this movie in a previous episode, but honestly, the reference is too good to pass up. In 1999, the action-adventure period film The Mummy was released. While we could talk about how groundbreaking the special effects were, or talk about how much I miss Brendan Fraser, I really want to focus on the hero of the film. It was a librarian who dedicated her life to the study of ancient Egypt and its languages. Evelyn Carnahan, played beautifully by Raquel Weiss, was able to determine through years of research and expertise that the initial translations of ancient texts were incorrect, and the others exploring a hidden city were in the wrong part of a tomb. Granted, this desire to study language and culture led to a mummy reanimating and wreaking havoc on the world. But you know, that same knowledge of hieroglyphics helped send him away for good. At least until the sequel. I wonder if Evie was a fan of Thomas Young. Back to the show. The work of Thomas Young made some waves. Up until the early 1800s, 
the predominant theory was that light was a particle. And you can't blame people. That theory was straight from Sir Isaac Newton's book, Optics. But something was off in the theory, and Thomas Young was ready to share his discovery. He wanted to establish the wave theory of light, and that was not going to be a simple task. In preparation of a presentation to the Royal Society of London, Young prepared two demonstrations to support his wave theory, the ripple tank and the double slit experiment. These two tests were important because in his words, the experiments I am about to relate may be repeated with great ease. Whenever the sun shines and without any other apparatus than is at hand to anyone, his science was accessible and that made a statement. His first experiment, the ripple tank, demonstrated the idea of interference itself in the context of water waves. It was a strong visual that prepared those in attendance for the double slit experiment, which would show light as a wave. He placed a thin strip of paper in a beam of light coming from a single opening in a window and showed the fringes of color in the shadow and to the sides of it. He then showed the effect that placing another strip of paper either in front or behind the initial one would have in preventing light from hitting the edges and the fringes of color disappear. This supported his theory that light is composed of waves. This demonstration spurred further experimentation with interference and reflection with new substrates like thin films of soap and oil and even Newton's rings. He branched into the world of diffraction using fibers along with his narrow strips of paper. His work went on to ins inspire other optical scientists, one whose name should sound a little familiar. Young's work in interference and reflection inspired the work of young engineer Augustin Jean Fresnel. At this point, I'm sure you're wondering where Egyptology comes in. I, I get it. Everything else so far has made sense. He went to medical school, he became a doctor. He had an interest in science, he discovers wave theory of light. But Egyptology is something else entirely. Stick around after this short break, and I'll tell you all about his work in deciphering hieroglyphics. Hey Through the Lens listeners! Are you in an optical bind with delayed response and long lead times? Well, why haven't you called NACL yet? The technical experts at North American Coding Laboratories are ready to help with your optical coding project. With over 46 years of optical experience, you can rest assured that your optics are in the best hands. From the UV to IR and dip applied to DLC, we've got you coded. Connect with the experts at NACL.com. That's NACL.com today. Young's interest in foreign languages began at an early age, so it's no surprise that he kept up with it as a hobby into his adult years. While he wrote segments for the article Languages for the Encyclopedia Britannica, it was his work in Egyptian hieroglyphs that truly stands out. He was a little late to the game in 1813 when he started his Egyptology work, but he was quick to make progress. 
Just a year into it, he had completely translated the encorial text of the Rosetta Stone. And once that was cracked, he was able to study the hieroglyphic alphabet more intently. But Egyptology was a desirable area of study at the time, and Young was not alone on his journey to better understand the ancient writings. A rivalry developed between himself and Jean-Francois Champollion of France, neither of them willing to share what they had been learning with the other. This led to more conflict when Champollion released a translation of the hieroglyphs and the grammatical structure of the language, but didn't credit Young for the foundational work that he had done. Young's response was to release his own manuscript titled Account of the Recent Discoveries in Hieroglyphic Literature and Egyptian Antiquities, which included his decipherment of the Demotic script, which unlocked the basis of the language, which in turn allowed others to expand their research, including a certain French rival. Eventually, the two would make peace, and when Champollion became a curator at the Louvre, he did offer Young a look at the Demotic manuscripts. Thomas Young's legacy lies in foundational work that he did, whether it was through ripples, medicine, or hieroglyphs. His work is highly praised in the scientific community. Einstein even wrote a note about him in the foreword to the 1931 edition of Sir Isaac Newton's Optics. But perhaps the best testament to his knowledge is the title of his biography written by Andrew Robinson. The Last Man Who Knew Everything. Thomas Young, the anonymous polymath who proved Newton wrong, explained how we see, cured the sick, and deciphered the Rosetta Stone among other feats of genius. I want to touch on one more thing, and for that we have to go back to the start. Many have heard the phrase, a jack-of-all-trades is a master of none. This statement is used to insult people who have a wide breadth of skills. But it's a dangerous abbreviation because we've forgotten the most important part of this statement. The ending. The original saying was, a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. It's a compliment given to those who stretch their minds and broaden their horizons. People who may like to dabble in medicine, optical science, and ancient languages. People like Thomas Young. See you next time, Through the Lens. <laughs>